The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so glad to be back here with you guys today. I so enjoy our time together, and it's just a blessing for me to be able to share with you. And I wanted to just kind of give you a little update on what's going on here in South Carolina. Um, It has turned cold again, but we have hope. We have hope that the spring is right around the corner. Um, I was at a soccer game last night for two of my sons, and it was cold, but um, I was bundled up pretty good, and um, and they won, so that made it worth it, right? So, but we are we're doing well. Um, we're doing well. Last, I wanted to share something with you guys because I just think it's important. Last week, I shared with you um, a very popular. It seemed to be a very popular to- on a very popular topic. Um, on discipline, correction, and punishment. And that's that's part of being a parent, right? And after I shared that, I had a week where I was tested in that area. And that seems to happen a lot to me. You know, I think it's the Lord's way of keeping me, um, keeping it real, right? You know, sometimes I'll share something, and then that very week I get tested in the thing that I shared. And I think sometimes it's just the Lord making sure or helping me to make sure that I'm not saying things to you guys and I'm not encouraging you in things or teaching you in things that I'm not myself doing. Because we can get into that pattern sometimes. You know, it's kind of like you think you have it, like it's in your head, but it's got to actually be in your walk. And this week, we I had to deal with some issues that, honestly, I would have rather just swept under the, the rug and pretend like everything was okay. But that's not going to help us to raise up our kids the way we want to raise them up and to teach them to be men and women of character and men and women who are seeking to please the Lord. And so... We had an issue, we had an issue, a situation with, um, one of our kids and my husband and I had to deal with it. And I'm telling you, it was a test for me, but it was a good test because, you know, guys, these things are not clear cut. You know, we, I would really like 
an instruction manual. I would really like someone to tell me, you know, if this happens, do this. If A, then do B, you know. But it's not like that. You know, we have to, the best that we can, go in these situations with prayer and say, Lord, show us how to handle this. And that's faith. You know, it's a faith walk. It's not a formula. And it's different for every kid. It's different for every family, every parent. And I just, I guess I say all of this to say, I know it's not easy. And I never want to come to you and try and make it sound like, you know, this is easy. You know, just do what I say and it'll all be easy. Because, you know, your family's different than mine. And your personality is different from mine and your kids are different from mine. And so many times, you know, I have heard people speak and on these subjects and they make it sound so easy and it's not. At least it's never been for us, for me. You know, we, these are, are topics or are, are things that we have to get into and they reveal a, a lot about us. And, you know, God's always working on us. He, he wants us to be real. And so I just encourage you, you know, everything that I say, know that I am trying by grace to walk out. And if it doesn't line up like you think it should, if it doesn't look picture perfect like you wish it would, then that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It means it's just hard. <laughs> and so um, this week I, I wanted to come to you and, and share something with you that I hope will be a blessing to you. I want to talk with you today about putting your family first. And what does that mean? I don't mean as in first, as in above other people. You know, I mean, we have, we as moms, as women, we've been given a family. You know, we have a family and there are other things that, you know, we're involved in, but sometimes we need someone to give us permission that it's okay to shut some other things down to take care of our own family, our own responsibility. You know, as moms, I think we are some of the most giving people on earth. We give our life, we give our time, we give our energy to our families and by nature we usually give it to a lot of other things too and sometimes we can overcommit and you know i i have that kind of personality i like saying yes i like saying oh sure i'd love to help you with that you know i like people thinking good of me you know i just do i'm being honest with you but there comes a time that if we're going to do what God's called us to do, then we have to make some changes. We have to take some things off of our plate so that we can do well the things that are still left on our plate. When my kids were very young, very little, I think it was before I had my third. So it was just when I had two boys, but I was working full time. My, pa my husband and I were pastoring our church. He was working another full time job. And it was just crazy. I was working probably 50, over 50 hours a week um, with two little ones, and it just seemed chaotic. And I remember this book that I had picked up to read, and, and it was by a Christian woman that I really respected. And, and I was, as I was reading it, 
you know, one of the chapters was God is not going to put more on us than we can handle. And I remember thinking, well, I feel like he has put more on me than I can handle. And as I read that chapter, I thought, you know, she just doesn't understand my life because she said in that chapter, you know, if if there's too much on you right now, if you feel like God is asking too much of you, then maybe some of the things you're doing is not what God's called you to do. But when I looked at all the things I was doing, I just didn't see anywhere I could cut. It seemed like they were all the things that, that had to be done. And so that book actually made me angry. I remember reading it and thinking, well, she just doesn't understand my life. You know, she must have had it easier than me. And but it made me think, you know, sometimes God has to to get into our our crawl. He has to, you know, put his finger on things and it makes us uncomfortable. And that's what happened to me with that book, because that chapter kept going back and forth in my mind. You know, God's not asked me to do more than I'm capable of doing. But at the same time, I felt like I, there just was not enough hours in the day. And so there was a challenge for me to really think about, you know, what am I doing that he didn't ask me to do? Is there something I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing? Because it really felt like I was just doing the essentials to get by. And over time, and this wasn't like a, a, a weekend event, you know, it was over time I started seeing that I... I am a people pleaser and I really have a hard time, you know, cutting things off. And, and I'm also, I like to try new things. That's my personality. I'm that kind of person. I see things and I think, Oh, I'd like to try that. And sometimes I had and still do have a habit of saying yes when I really need to say no. And thank, thankfully, over the years, I've gotten much better at recognizing that I have that habit and recognizing when it's okay and right to say no. Because if you say yes to one thing, then you're saying no to something else. You know, if you're saying yes to all these people, you know, outside of your home, then you may be saying no to the very people that you love the most inside of your home. Because you just can't do all things, even if in your mind you can. You know, I remember thinking, you know, in my mind, I still had, I was still free. You know, before kids were free, right? We have all this time and we have all this energy and we're usually much younger. And so we just think we could do it all. But then when we have kids and, you know, we're, they take up a lot of time and they're supposed to, and they take up a lot of our energy half of our brain, then we can get to this place where we just feel like, you know, I'm wore out and we don't, and we can, we can even get resentful sometimes of the time and the energy that our kids take because we're not as free as we used to be, but kids are designed to take our time. There's not something wrong if you feel like being a mom is exhausting it's a hard job and it, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It means that it's a hard job. You know, there's an Indian proverb that I like and it says that the child binds the feet of the mom. And I have experienced that. You know, you have kids and you, ha- you are bound for a period of time to a life that is different. 
Now it changes. You know, right now I'm at that stage where my boys are starting to drive. I have one with a driver's license right now. One almost, one will have his permit soon. Um, I, I'm not having to pick him up from school. It just seems like a freedom that I never thought would ever happen. I have mixed emotions about it, but I can see where some of that freedom is returning. But there was a long season where my feet were bound. There was things I wanted to do, places I wanted to go that I couldn't. But that's part of it. There's nothing wrong with that. And so when we become a mom, we just can't do it all. So if we're going to have any sanity, we've got to figure out what should we be doing? Now, what is the best use of, of this time that I have? Because time and energy are limited resources, And as soon as we realize that, as soon as we realize we don't have unlimited time and we don't have unlimited energy, then we will put our time and energy where they're most needed. And we'll learn to limit the things that drain that time and energy. I hope this is making sense to you. I wanted to read for you a scripture that has been helpful to me in this area. I'm sure all of you know Proverbs 31 about the virtuous woman, but I want to read for you today Proverbs 31 16 from the Amplified Bible. It's actually the classic edition of the Amplified Bible. It says in verse 16, she considers a new field before she buys or accepts it, expanding prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. So the wise woman expands prudently. She doesn't run out there and add new things before giving it thought and consideration. And also she, it says here, she does not court neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. She doesn't commit herself to things that are going to cause her not to be able to finish or complete or be faithful to the things she's already doing. And that scripture, that one scripture, has helped me so many times to stop and think, is this something that I need to commit myself to right now? Or is it going to keep me from taking care of my present duties the way I should be? And it's, you know, sometimes we just have to stop before we say yes and think, is this the best use of my time? And sometimes we need someone to give us permission to say no, especially if we're one of those people where that's hard or difficult for us, or we want people to like us, or we want to be known as the one who is just super helpful, right? And If you need that, if you need someone to give you permission to say no, then I give you permission today to say no. Now, you know I can't do that, right? It has to come from you. But sometimes we just need to hear that it's okay, that it's okay to to take control of our own life, that we can't blame other people for our craziness, our busyness, that this is the life that we have ultimately created. Maybe there's things about it we like and things we don't like, and we can work on those things. But right now, 
we can evaluate and see and ask, Lord, show us the things that are from you and the things that aren't. And the things that aren't, help me to get rid of them for this season. Help me to put them away until I have more time. And and if they're not you, Lord, help me never to pick them back up, right? You know, we've all overcommitted. We've all done it before. You know, in the, in the past, I remember I would often overestimate my ability to get things done, my strength. And then I would underestimate the time it would take me to do it. And that's a bad combination, you know, because you will find yourself in a situation where, you know, the, the most important things are falling because you can't get to all the stuff. And that's very frustrating and it feels like chaos. But God has, does not want us to live in chaos. You know, he told Adam and Eve to subdue the earth, to subdue it, you know, take charge of it. And as a mom, God has given you the authority and the ability and the grace to take charge of your life, to take charge of your home, to order it and organize it in such a way that it's not overwhelming, that it's a blessing for you and for those who live there. And he will help you do that. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he will help you to grow in wisdom and understanding. And he'll help you to create a life and a home where you are actually growing and you're being strengthened and and you're learning more and your relationships are getting better and stronger instead of being strained by all of the chaos or all of the stuff that happens every day. Like I said, when I first started this, it's not perfect. You know, if you looked in on my life on certain days, you might think, I cannot believe she is teaching us this because there's just weeks that feels like chaos. But by grace, I know we're going to get those back in order. You know, we're going to do that. And just knowing that it's possible, knowing that, you know, the life ebbs and flows, that there's going to be seasons that, you know, we just sometimes you just got to get through that season. But when we're through with that season, we're going to get back in order. It makes even the rough seasons, it gives you a hope that this isn't how life is going to be. It's just a season. It's not an assignment, right? It's just a season. And sometimes we need to hear that. We need to hear that this is normal, but we get to create order even in the midst of our chaos. And you can do that. And God will give you the grace to do that. And it can get better and better as the years go by. And now maybe that's because the kids grow up, right? (laughs) Maybe it's because they get a driver's license. But there's grace in every season. There's grace in every season. But I want to give you just some things and that have helped me. I'm just going to give you a couple of pointers, things that have helped me during the busy seasons to kind of bring it back into alignment so that I didn't get, so that that chaotic feeling did not control every, my mind and every aspect of our life, because we got to tame those feelings of overwhelm. So, or they'll overwhelm us, right? We can create a life that's manageable, not perfect, but better. See, I'm so much better at saying no today because I found the peace that it brings into my life and into my home. And I'd like you to enjoy that peace too. 
See, learning learning to say no is part of growing up. It's part of learning who we are. It's part of learning that it's okay to be us. We don't have to be everybody else. We don't have to please everybody else. That this home, this family is our family and we need, and it's okay. It's even desirable. It's right to take care of them first and then do what you can. But there are seasons when there's not a whole lot more you can do, but take care of the minimum. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you're a, that you're not a giving person or not a generous person. It means that you're a wise person and it's okay. And there will be days when you will have more time and more energy to give to other things outside of your home. But if now is not one of those times, you don't have to feel any, any guilt at all for saying no. And, you know, sometimes you have to say no to other people, but sometimes you have to say no to you. Sometimes I have to say no to myself because like I told you, I like trying new things. I like going new places. I like getting involved in things that I've never done before just because it, it keeps me, it keeps me active. It keeps me, you know, learning new things and I enjoy that. So sometimes I have to tell myself no. But I want to share with you a couple of things, a few things that have been helpful to me in this area, and hopefully they'll be helpful for you as well. One is guard your calendar. Think of your calendar as valuable real estate and guard it. Don't overfill it. Everybody does not deserve or need or require a space on your calendar. And if I have an extremely busy week, just looking at my calendar can be stressful for me. So I try to keep it as clutter-free as possible. And that means as simple as possible. And that means as few things as possible. Guard your calendar. Don't feel like you have to put everybody on it. And also block off times on your calendar that are important for you. So that you know that they are going to happen. You know, if you need some time alone, block that off on your calendar. Make an appointment for yourself. If there is times that you want to make sure that things happen for your family, put them on the calendar. You know, sometimes because we don't put them on the calendar, because we don't make them first, then they're last. They become last. It's not intentional. It's just everybody else has a spot on the calendar, but they don't. Sometimes I have to block off things on my calendar like dinner together because we've gotten so busy and everybody's going here and there with sports and different things going on that I literally, I have to put it on my calendar Friday night, six o'clock, we're having dinner together. And I tell everybody, Friday night, we're having dinner together. And that may seem silly to you, but if I don't and something else comes up and there's nothing on my calendar, I'll say, well, I don't really have anything. You know, I was going to try and have dinner with the family, but you know, it, this is, this is more important, but it may not be more important. It's just this requires me to write it on my calendar and dinner with the family doesn't. So you can do that. You can put things on the calendar just to hold that space and say, this is important. This is going to happen. Same thing with the date night with your husband. Maybe that's something that you and him really need, but it, it just, maybe it seems silly to put it on the calendar, but if you don't put it on the calendar, the odds of it happening are greatly diminished. 
So guard your calendar, put things on there that you want to hold space for, and don't clutter it up with a million things. Try to keep it simple. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself today. Also, if possible, when people make requests of you, when things come up that people want you to help with or, you know, people are asking you to do or want you to be involved in, you don't have to give them an immediate response. Now, I try to say, unless I absolutely know that's not going to happen, like if it's something I know is not going to happen, I'll go ahead and say no. But if it's one of those things I'm just not sure about, instead of saying yes or no, I'll say let me check my calendar. And that gives me a little bit of buffer time. It gives me time to really think, you know, even if my calendar is free, is this something that I want to tie it up with? Learn to say that. Learn to say, let me check my calendar. Let me get home and check my calendar. And that is very helpful. And it gives you time to think. And you don't feel pressure at that moment to say yay or nay. The next one is learn the art and skill of saying no gracefully. And you might say, well, I thought that's what we were talking about. Well, it is. But there is a skill in actually saying no. As a recovering people pleaser, I've had to learn that. I've had to learn that I don't have to give an apology with no. I don't have to feel guilty with saying no. And I don't have to give an explanation for saying no. My my no is just is good enough and it can be kind. You know, I think sometimes there there was a time I felt like I had to, if I was going to say no, because I didn't have good boundaries. And so if I was going to say no, it was almost has to be, it almost had to be harsh. Like, no, I'm not doing that. But I've just learned to say, no, that's not going to work for us. But thanks for thinking of us. And, you know, if a person has a problem with that, if you say no in a nice way and gentle way, but a firm way, and they have a problem with that, then that's their problem. That's not a reflection on you. They have boundary issues. If they think that you are always supposed to say yes to them, or that if you say no, you owe them some kind of an apology or explanation. And that's just part of us growing and maturing and becoming adults. I have the, I have the right to say no. I encourage you to see saying no as an art and a skill that you are learning to do well. And also, I've kind of touched on this one. Put those who need you the most at the top of the list. Put those who God has given you to take care of at the top of the list. And that's your family and yourself. Don't feel like... You have to say yes to the entire world at the expense of your family. You don't and you shouldn't. Give yourself permission to put your family first. That's not selfish. That's your top priority. So put put those who need you most at the top of the list. Then pray. If there's something that has come up and it's a big decision, and it's going to require a lot of time, then you need to pray about that. You know, I, and I, I mean that, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, well, I'll pray about that. No, you really need to pray. Or is this something I need to be involved in? Or is this something I'm going to regret saying yes to? And the, the Lord will lead you. 
He will show you. He'll show you yes, no, or not now. And if you will ask him, he promises to give wisdom. And the last one is discuss it with your husband. He's your partner. See, your yes also affects him. Sometimes, you know, there's been things that have come up and and I've not included my husband on the conversation, but it has negatively affected his life because I made a big commitment without discussing it with him. And please understand here, I am not telling you to ask your husband permission. I'm telling you that your life affects his life. And if he went out and made a major life decision without including you on the conversation, wouldn't that bother you? So give him the same courtesy. Involve him on the conversation because he may see it from another angle. He may think of something you haven't thought of. And of course, I'm talking about big decisions here. Uh, so I hope these this has been a helpful discussion. I hope this has been um encouraging to you and I give you permission to take control of your calendar of not feeling like you owe the world a spot on it and and also I promise I'm not telling you not to be spontaneous you know I, what is life without a little bit of fun right I'm not telling you to you know be a hermit and and never get out into the world I'm telling you it's okay to say no to things that are going to stress you out down the road. And it's okay for a season to draw back from being involved in everything so that you can raise your kids with some kind of peace, right? With a, with a sense of peace. And I'm, I needed someone to tell me that. No, maybe you don't. And that's great. But I still thought I'm going to have these kids and be superwoman. And I found out real quick that I was not superwoman. And that when I tried to do it all, I wasn't even, um, I was, I was resentful and bitter and tired and blaming everybody else for the chaos that felt like was my life when it was me. You know, it was me. But I, I love you guys, and I want to pray for you before I let you go. I also want to remind you that I write weekly on my blog at graceformyhome.com, and I also am active on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want more, please go to my blog, subscribe to my blog, and you'll get my weekly newsletter. And I'd love to hear from you. I had someone contact me this week and it was such a blessing to hear from them and just know that, hey, they're out. I'm out. They just said, hey, I'm out here. I'm listening. That was such a blessing. So um, that encourages me because that's why I do this is to encourage you guys. Lord, I thank you for my sisters who are in the thick of it. Lord, who every day are out there, Lord, in the grind trying to do what you've asked them to do and do it well, and at the same time, enjoy their family and not just serve them. And I pray for grace for them, and I pray for wisdom for them, and I pray, Lord, for a little bit of joy this week. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us keep it real. We love you, Lord, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog 
at graceformahome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.